Love Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today and hanging out with us on Text Thursday, the third Thursday of the month on G's Power Hour. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. We're here with Burton Kelso this morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I am here. That's the only thing I can really say uh for sure and 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 barely. Um and we're going to talk a little bit about some of that. Um but how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing I'm doing good. There's not much going on. You um you always amaze me with your education that you provide to me, especially when we're talking about specific tech holidays cuz in this month um is it National Fitness Month or um, or something it, like that? Well, Isn't that what you? Well, it's National Sleep Awareness Month, and that's something oh, I haven't we go. Yeah. been aware of yeah. much. That's why I'm dragging. Like I, I cannot begin to tell you how I am looking forward to Saturday evening because that's kind of like when things kind of stop buzzing for me at, at this point. There's <laughs> just so much right. stuff going on. I, and I, I have to confess, I'm, I'm confessing, I did not unplug on National Unplugged Day. Yeah, I wanted to okay. so badly, but I had to use it for a makeup day for things uh, um, that I didn't get done. So that's but, part of the reason like I'm unplugging it. next. Yeah, I sure did. You know, I was planning it. I was ready to go, and then <laughs> I wasn't. I was ready to go until I wasn't. Right. Um, so I'm make I'm gonna God willing make up for it next next week. So yeah, yeah. yeah you uh, so, I, I, and I, I think that's the whole point of the holiday is not necessarily saying that I quote unquote unplug, but just um, mm-hmm. you know just the the fact that you have the thoughts that well in the future or I just need to get more in the mindset of unplugging from my devices. I mean, that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. True, so. true. But, I mean, so what, um, with this being – yeah, go ahead, things, please. I was going to say, one of the things I was going to uh, mention about the whole sleeplessness <laughs> month is that it's the whole daylight savings time. I don't know if that really affects you or not, but obviously sleep is important, and – you know, when whenever we have this time change, it always messes me up. I don't know about you, but, yeah, it, it definitely causes havoc with me. Well, my body kind of knows it's coming. Um, 
in certain instances because it starts to, uh, I guess, wake up earlier than it should or, or it doesn't necessarily wake up when it should. Um, you know, because I kind of get used to, even though we have, like, alarms for certain times to get up, my body sometimes right. just knows and will, you know, a few minutes before, you know, sometime before, you know, I'm, I'm waking up even before the alarm sometimes. But, um, yeah, I, I, it, it doesn't throw me off that much. It really doesn't. And I think part of the reason is I'm not getting enough sleep anyway. And my husband and I were talking about that just this morning. It's like, you know, he's like, you're getting less sleep than I do. And you're, you know, you're working right. more than I am. Yeah. But um, but the reason I wanted to kind of talk about it is it's become a whole industry, the sleep, which oh, is sleep? strange to me. Yes, sleep. There are supplements um, on the shelves oh, yeah. now for sleeping. Um, they were pushing melatonin a lot for, oh, for sleep yeah. until they started talking about the over – I guess, indulgence of melatonin and the possible link to dementia. So, you know, really? I, mean, I, I considered that and I started pulling back. Um, yeah. There, but there's, there's so many things I think that people don't look at in terms of uh, why they're not getting enough sleep or, or why, mm-hmm. why they're, not, they're not getting quality sleep. Um, I can tell you I, the answer I, to that right now. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so... I was looking on the internet, and this week, well, there is National Sleep Awareness Month, which March is. But did you know that this week is actually this week. Uh, yeah, this week yeah. is National Sleep Awareness Week. Week um, exactly. But I think the biggest the biggest challenge is is the blue screens on tech devices. That's probably the number one contributor uh, to sleeplessness with people uh, because of their their smartphones and their tablets and their e-readers. All of those devices throw out blue screen, um, or not blue screen, but um, blue light. Well, no, no, blue light protects it. But it, anyway, it's the, the emissions from your screens that um, will break up your, your sleep patterns. It actually will break up the melatonin in your body. That's why a lot of people are going on melatonin substances. And like you have noticed, I've noticed there's a lot of melatonin on the shelves too, in gummy form, and pill form, and chewable form. I mean, it's when you go to the vitamin aisle, that other than just your regular vitamins, it's like your Flintstone tablets or, or your mm-hmm. uh, adult supplements, and melatonin mm-hmm. are the top ones that you see on the shelves. Yeah, the thing that bothers me when they start putting supplements there for kids, right? Is the issue. But there's there so many different issue. things. I agree 100%. Yeah, there's so many different things that are contributing, and I know, and, and a lot of it's non-tech, but some of it is tech. And then some of it that I'm noticing is you have tech devices like um, I was just in Sam's this morning and passed a device that is, I guess, Bluetooth activated or whatever, and it has some sort of light or some sort of projection or something that's supposed to help you sleep. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You know, that's, that's not normal. And then also too, when I was looking like I I was, and I'm still looking, I've come across a few people and I want to have a guest on to talk about sleep, but I was looking up sleep experts. You know who the supposed sleep experts are? 
Who? Take a guess. Um, what the? Well, I almost threw Fauci out there, but no, 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 no. you got me. The the sleep experts are mattress salesmen. They are are promoting themselves as sleep experts. I looked on LinkedIn and I looked at a couple other places, and you got people. I'm like, these people don't know anything about sleep. They're mattress experts. You right. How do you promote yourself as a sleep expert? That is false advertising. I kind concerned. of agree with that. I agree with that 100% because, yeah, it would take – because, I mean, there could be underlying medical issues that could be causing you to sleep. And you're going to laugh at this to kind of show you uh, some of the things about sleep. I wrote a blog post um, about, oh, in 2016, uh, apps and gadgets that helped promise get a good night's sleep and uh-huh. um, the the, top, the tips on there are pretty interesting because you know like you said there's technology that you could buy now that will help you uh, get sleep but you know it, it's um, it, it's just interesting I mean it's been a problem for a, a long time so you want to hear some of the tips <laughs> as far as I as far as I put together way back when? Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, the blog post on my com website is called Five Apps and Tech Gadgets That uh, Promise a Good Night's Sleep. But anyway, uh, so the first one, and I got to see if this, the first, well, the, actually the second one I have is you need to get with, uh, get hypnosis, get with a hypnotherapist to help get sleep, which is actually true because, I mean, if you're a hypnotherapist, you, you've got the um, the acumen to go in and uh, help people get better night's sleep by hypnotizing them. So I'll I'll go, I'll say that's still relevant. But uh, the first one I actually threw out there was an app called the Relax Melodies, which is a free app that you can download for your i your iPhone and your Android, and it uses um, ambient sounds. You uh, get to sleep, but you know that's great um, coming from your smartphone. But you know, with me saying that the light that comes from your smart devices is disrupting sleep, you're probably better off getting one of those, either like an Alexa or a Google Home device, or one, getting one of those sleep sound devices that's going to help lull you to sleep. So I'm going to let you one. go ahead and talk about the devices because I, I have my own theories on some of this, but go ahead. Yeah, so the next one, let's see if it's still around. It's um, called the uh, – well, there's Rockaboo, which is a um, – I think this app is still around. It's called Rocka, Rocka, Rockaboo. I think that's the name of it. But anyway, it's an app designed for children to kind of help them go to sleep. And then uh, let's see what else I had. Uh, the Sleep Shepherd Blue, which actually monitors your brain waves, and you can uh, – it, it ain't cheap, though. It's like $150. But it'll monitor your brain waves to kind of help um, alert you when you're starting to get restless, and then uh, it'll help help you get to sleep. And then the final one, let me see what the last one is, is an, a pillow insert called Krona which allows you to you stick it in your pillow and then it has a frequency that it emits that kind of helps you go to sleep. So I just think that going back to 2016 and seeing that, you know, they have 
you know, sleep was an issue back then, then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course it's more of a problem now that, you know, we've, it's an issue that we've been dealing with for a long time. And uh, obviously if you have a, a month dedicated to it in a week, it's a problem. So I'm, I'm yeah. kind of with you on that one completely. Because there's more to it. So what's your solution? I mean, so what's, well, what's your solution? Well, and it comes partially back to the unplugging thing with you were talking about. Um, see, my pro- part of my problem is I have a part-time job right now, which I'm working toward eliminating. Um, but right. I my part-time job ends at 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where my doctor, and it's on the computer, computer and headphones. It's home, mm-hmm. so getting home getting or, or getting to bed is, is not, I don't have to drive home or anything. I am at home. But it's still 10 right. o'clock at night where one of my doctors right. says, well, you need to let go of your electronics at 7 o'clock. And before I had this well, part-time job, I was even laughing at her then because if you're doing real estate, which I do, mm-hmm. and you're out showing property, you could be showing property at that time of evening, especially when there's more daylight out. Um, right. So I think part of our issue is is trying to push our schedules to the point where we're not, um, you know, we're not able to let go of the electronics. That's part of it. The other part is, you know, even if we have the time to let go of our electronics, we, we're kind of reluctant because we really don't know how to do other stuff, you know. You, right. you got to know how to talk to the other people in the household. Okay, you got to know That's how to true. engage. Try a board game. Try a card game. You know, catch up on. Um, you know, make some phone calls to family. You know, uh, there are other, and I know that's electronics, but still, that's a that's talking to a person and not a thing. You know, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I remember when I was growing up, my parents were always in, engaged with other people on the phone or something. If we weren't engaged with each other. Uh, because they had, they lived in California for a while, so they had friends and family out in California. We got friends and family in other parts of, of Florida, and we kept. That was the way you took that time to keep up with people. So if you're not, mm-hmm. if you are on your electronics past 7 p.m., my understanding is you're not really winding down for the time to go to bed. And part of our thing is we're not allotting enough time for sleep because they say we're supposed to get seven to eight hours depending on you know what's you know how we are and, and how we sleep and all that kind of stuff you know we're not allotting the time we 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 tend to think that sleep is a very frivolous thing um or it's something right. that can be negotiated you know or managed and the the bottom line is if you don't get enough sleep that lack of sleep will manage you i can't tell you how difficult I've had a time that I've had recently driving from point A to point B in some cases, because I've just been like, please don't run into the back of this truck tired. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know? Um, So there's, there's a lot of different things I did for a while. I want to say in my twenties, I was having some sleep issues at one point and got on, sleep medication. And I I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. 
I, I, you know, when I got to the end of the bottle and I, you know, it was time to refill the prescription, I just kept the last pill. And I'm like, this is just a reminder that there's something else that's wrong, you know, and this is right. not the solution, you know. And I right. think part I of it, it is how we, you know, how we eat, how we, you know, what we prioritize and, you know, how we take care of ourselves and how we take care of each other. So I, I that is a, that's a whole different conversation than other than Tech Thursday. But it's, a, it's an important conversation to have, you know, with, well, it, other, with, each, with yourself and with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. But, you know, I'm still going to fall back on the, especially with it being Tech Thursday, I'm going to fall back on technology is a huge factor in, you know, as far as the reduction in melatonin. Because exactly when you've got that blue light coming off of your tech devices, it emulates the fact that um, the sun is up and it tells your body that you should be awake. And that's why people mm-hmm. are having a, a hard time falling asleep. Because, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, think about it. Most people have their smartphones in their bedrooms. And if they're trying to get to sleep by uh, using technology and it's just having the opposite effect. And, of course, kids are on screens as well, and uh, it's just causing a, uh, in my opinion, it's just causing a, a huge issue um, with that. Because even uh, even blue light, even blue light is on, um, like, desktop computers. So you can say, well, I put my smartphone away, but it doesn't really help if you're uh, browsing um, mm-hmm. on your computer because it's still telling your body that you need to, you need to go to this, you need to stay awake. I'm sorry, uh, as yeah. opposed to go to sleep. And uh, yeah. it's 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 a huge deal. And I think it's something that people don't think about um, mm-hmm. when it comes to sleep. And it's something that we obviously need to be aware. And the other thing about it too, um, you, a lot of the solutions involve screens and technology, and um, that can be. That could be a bad thing. So some of the tips that they always recommend that you do is, you know, you really don't want television in your bedroom, for example, Mm -hmm. that you really shouldn't use your smartphone. You shouldn't use your smartphone. Mm -hmm. as like your alarm clock. And um, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, um, like even the smart devices, if you're going to have like an Alexa device in your, or a Google device in your bedroom, then it needs to be the one that doesn't have a screen on it. And those are some of the best ways to kind of combat sleep because with sleep, you need to be in a darkened room. And that definitely is another way to kind of help you get sleep well. But it's basically just removing all tech or all screen tech from your sleep area so that way you um, you can get a better night's sleep. Well, I mean, part of it is I look at our house and... The house itself just isn't because there's so many things that are on. I mean, even though, like, for example, when I, you know, get off of work at 10 o'clock, I unplug my computer and and turn it off and everything. Um, The printer's Mm -hmm. off and everything. But if you have cable boxes, you can't can't shut them off. Oh, yeah. you could, but it's a pain when you've got to repower those things up. Um, right, and they—they they you know, emit light. That, you know, mm-hmm. another thing that emits light too is if you get like a surge protector 
It's got that, some mm-hmm. of them have that light on the surge protector. And if you're in a darkened room, then that thing's going to look like the sun shining uh, with that mm-hmm. light coming off of your surge protector. So it's really, mm-hmm. um, I think with this month, I think it's a, a really good time for many of us to kind of look and see what electronics we have in our bedrooms and how we can better uh, adjust our lives so that we can sleep in darkened rooms and that we don't have all of the, these distractions as far as tech um, keeping mm-hmm. us awake at night. So I'm glad exactly. you found it. I'm glad you found <laughs> it. I didn't realize March was, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really enlightening, and I think it's one of the Well, I had lesser... forgotten about it, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it in the past, and I've forgotten about it, but, you know, and I've had – uh, you know, different sweet things than before. And then the the, the funny, the, the ironic part is, unfortunately, in some cases, and they, they I, I think that some of the physicians are pushing this a little way too much as the immediate resource for sleep. They want to diagnose everybody with sleep apnea. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. which used to be an odd thing. And I remember when it Sleep apnea came to my attention when um, I think it was football player Reggie White. I think he had an oh, episode with sleep apnea, mm-hmm. and and that's how you know he passed away. That that was my right. understanding, and it got me. It, but it made me aware of it. My husband and I both have been tested for sleep apnea, you know, and then they want to put everybody on this ridiculous CPAP machine. And I think some people right. need it, and then I think some people just need some adjustments, but like I said, it's, you know, so, but that's a technological, um, I guess, answer, so to speak, to sleep issues. They have mattresses now that elevate up, you know, go up and down, you know, and that's mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, another way to deal with sleep issues as well. But, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with, like I said, you know, I think how we treat our bodies is one thing. When you're in the bed, too, we, we also tend to not invest in our sleep. Like, do you get a really good mattress or do you just get a mattress um, because the other, the last one broke down? Right. Get a good mattress. Oh. Get a good pillow oh. and learn how to sleep on right. it because sometimes – we don't sleep on our pillows correctly. I know for years that I didn't, and I'm having to kind of relearn how to sleep on my pillow. I agree so. with you 100% on that. And, um, you know, it's definitely something people really need to think about because, you know, most most people don't think about uh, their sleep patterns. So um, I'm in agreement. And I think also, too, I think the challenge is, is that in this grind and hustle um, society that we currently live in too, that mm-hmm. we feel, I think success or the feeling of success comes from being worn out and drugged down. I think a lot of people feel that that's how you are. If you're successful that, you know, you hear about all these millionaires and billionaires talking about they only sleep a small amount of hours a night as far as sleep is concerned. And, that's not really the the right solution. I mean, everyone needs to slow down. They need to rest. They need to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. So, yeah, that's and my that gets, on it. Yeah, and that goes to one of the other conversations that's for another day about uh, redefining success. Uh, I, I think that 
success needs to be redefined um, so that we don't we can stop taxing people who are, are are trying to to be successful. I think everybody has to determine what successful is for themselves and not necessarily uh, you know try to follow somebody else's pattern. You know. Oh, I agree a hundred percent on that one. So. Yeah. Looks but, like we uh, blew past break time talking about sleep. Which is yeah, important. we did, but it, <laughs> yeah, it's an important conversation. Yeah, we're almost to the next one. I was just going to try to make it to the next one, but let's go ahead and take that break. We're here with Burton Kelso. It's Tech Thursday here on G's Power Hour. Believe it or not, it is Tech Thursday on G's Power Hour. Um, it is National Sleep Awareness Month, and that's kind of why, why we kind of veered off. The, there are tech devices out there. You know, you might want to check into something to see that what works for you, but we're going to talk about other things tech as well. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, I think my Internet wants some sleep, too. It's not cooperating right now. But anyway, it's probably getting more sleep than that that is. Unplug that router and plug it back in. That'll that'll fix Yeah. Yeah, well... We'll see. Um, I don't know if it's it's the router or if it's um, the lovely internet company or what. But anyway, we are here. We're well, I'll throw this. Oh, it just went. I was going to okay. throw this tech tip out. <laughs> yes. You ready for this one? So yeah, when it comes to routers, um, if you have an internet router at home or in your, you, you want to only keep those devices for about no more than five years. Usually, the three Why? to four year mark is the. Well, they, you know, they're on 24-7, and they mm-hmm. just, they're working around the clock, kind of like you, and they get they get wool out. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to put them, you just have to replace them. Seriously. You're uh, funny. So I don't know whoever Oh, your, is it time uh, to replace me? Is. Is, that, is that what you're saying? Oh, I wasn't saying that. Well, <laughs> I was going to say this. Most... Most people lease their routers from their internet company, so that means it belongs to the internet company. So anytime you have problems, you can just uh, mm-hmm. have them come out and replace it, or just walk in the store and get a replacement router. But it's usually good to do that every three to five years. Okay, good to know. Yeah, so and keep so, it in mind. I don't so know you how suggest, your router is. Maybe it needs. To... So you suggest that use the the um, internet provider's router. Oh heck yes all the time because it cuts down 
on the troubleshooting aspect of the router because if you have a third-party router, then the Internet company is going to come back and say, well, that's not our router. You'll need to call the other company. Then the other company is going to be like, well, we don't really know who you're using for Internet, so you need to contact them. So if you have your provider's mm-hmm. equipment, it, they have to troubleshoot it because it's their equipment. And then um, you're not having to spend money on, on a router every few years if you have to swap it out. So, yes, you're paying a little extra a month, like maybe, what, 8 to $10 a month to rent that mm-hmm. Internet router from your ISP, but it's a good idea to go ahead and pay the lease on it just for the simple fact if you have issues, they're going to walk you through every step to get it taken care of. Because sometimes, gee, if you have Internet issues, then it could be the, the grounds in the, the lines in the ground. Like if they get moist mm-hmm. or like a mole or something chews it up, then, you know, you're not going to figure that out unless your cable company is able to say, well, we checked the router, we checked the modem, now we got to check the lines. And it just helps, mm-hmm. it just helps uh, keep that repair process for your router. Um, it, it helps it. Yeah. So you can get help, if that's a word. Or the... Okay. All right. I want to ask a question. I think I've asked you maybe this before, but um, I just wanted to get a better understanding of it. What is latency? Latency is, um, is, to put it in layman terms, latency is just the time between you getting in contact with the website versus uh, where, you know, where it actually comes down to your device. So you've heard of the term buffering, right? Where um, right. Yeah, so like if your internet is slow, then it'll it'll your your streaming services, both um music and video will buffer the um process. So that way you'll have a little bit of that stream on your device. So if there's problems, there's a little buffer that will allow you to continue to enjoy it. Um while it's updating its its signal. So when I direct you to go to sites like speedtest.net and t- mm-hmm. test your latency because it's going to show what the delay is between you contacting a website versus uh, you, you actually seeing the information on the website. So obviously the lower the latency, the better your performance is going to be on your Internet. So if you see something that says low latency, then that means that the signal from your computer to the website is going to be a lot slower. You don't want that. How do you, I mean, if you don't really know, and let's say you're just troubleshooting different things, how do you know whether or not you have an issue with latency? And how do you, how do you, well, I guess you just told us how to, how to look for that, how to test for that. Yeah. Speedtest.net will tell you that in a heartbeat as far as what your internet speed is, because with speedtest.net, when you go there, mm-hmm. it'll show you the actual speed of how fast you, that information is going to be coming down to, or how fast your internet service is. And I think it'll actually show you your, you know, what the latency is. But I mean, if it's taking a long time, then that means you've got low latency uh, across your network and across your internet. And so, that, I mean, that's basically it. So, do you talk to your internet provider about the latency issue? Is there something that they can do about it? Is there something that you can do about it? Well, the best way that you can do it with uh, both homes and businesses is most people have 
multiple devices in their home and then at work. So if you are having issues on a particular device, you want to go to another device that's connected to your Wi-Fi network to verify that it is not slow too. Because some people will go to their internet provider and say, well, my internet's slow. But it may be just you're having problems with that device. Like maybe the Wi-Fi adapter in that device is dying out or there's other issues that may be going on with the device. So you need to check all your devices first to see mm -hmm. how fast the internet is. And then, of course, if all your devices are experiencing issues, then you can go to your internet service provider and they can test it. Now, sometimes to increase the latency, you may need to update and get faster internet service through your provider, or there may be an issue with either the modem or router, or it can even be an issue like we were talking about before with the lines in the ground having problems because they'll get cut or they'll get wet or some piece of vermin will chew on the lines and that can cause issues as well. Okay, so now when you talk about the lines, um, you, you really how what's I guess what's the compromise because you need to kind of make sure that they're buried, correct? But if you bury them too, well, deep, then it's going to cause a problem, right? Right, that is an issue, and, and that happens usually if you switch internet services or uh, even if you have a line issue. Sometimes it takes a while for the cable company to come out and bury the line. Now, keep in mind that your cable lines are pretty durable, even, and most mm -hmm. of them are fiber, and they're, they're wrapped in a protective coating to protect it from, like, the elements or being buried in the ground, um, and even <clears throat> with uh, weather, with temperature. But, I mean, there's occasions where lines just fail, and then mm -hmm. you have to have them replaced. So having them above ground, isn't going to be an issue. It's more or less, you know, is there just an issue with that line? Was it, was it, did it receive a power surge? Um, mm -hmm. did, did something become disconnected from the main box? So those are the things that you're looking at when you're looking to see if there's a problem with the line that runs from the cable box to your, to your home. Did you cut it with the lawnmower? That's, the other question. Well, that's a big one too. Yeah, if it's above ground, yeah, that's going to be, um, you know, that's going to be a huge issue. And see, and I don't know how this happened, but we are we are in, in our yard, and way in the back is, I guess, where every company's, uh, I don't know what to call it, hub or something for the neighborhood, mm -hmm. what, whatever it is that they, when they have an issue in the neighborhood, they have to come and knock on our door and ask us, can they go in our backyard and, and check whatever it is that's back there? Right, yeah, you've got the box in your backyard, so that's why yeah. you get nagged all the time about that. So, yeah, you know, hopefully you're not yeah. going back there kicking the box and disrupting all the other neighbors, right? No, 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 not bothering the box at all. Letting them have it. Um, you know, just... Letting the grass grow. So, so anyway, so I wanted to I wanted to bring up a topic that I thought was pretty interesting. So recently okay. there have been posts there have been posts about um, uh, screen hacking on touchscreen devices, and mm -hmm. and you know cyber criminals are always looking for new ways in order to get into personal devices, even if it's no. for like maybe. Well, <laughs> I like that. 
Uh, but, yeah, they're always looking into ways to getting into devices. So I guess they figured out uh, there's a way to manipulate touchscreens on mobile devices, whether it be smartphones, tablets, or even touchscreen computers. Now, if you have a MacBook Air or Pro, you're kind of immune because Apple has never enabled touchscreen capabilities to their MacBook products. And, of course, there's still Windows computers out there that don't have touchscreens, too. But if you have a touchscreen, you need to be aware because there's a trend going around called touchscreen hacking or screen hacking or ghost hacking is what it can be called as well, where criminals can actually log on to your device and get access to uh, get access to everything on your device. Now, in order for this to work, you have to be at a place where a criminal has a receiver set up because the, the tech that allows criminals to remotely control your devices, because most of your devices put out electromagnetic interference, um, and that's how the technology allows you to touch on the screen in order to get it to do stuff. But if you're in a public place and you have a criminal that sets up a receiver to pick up that electromagnetic interference, they can actually take control of your screen on your device and do all sorts of stuff like download malware onto it. They can make phone calls from your device. They can download malicious apps. They can install ransomware. And, you know, obviously, you don't want to be in that situation at all when it comes to your tech devices. So the good thing about this is that it's not like you could be across town and someone's going to just connect with your device. These types of hacks occur if you're sitting in a, like at an, it could occur if you're sitting in an airport, if you're sitting at a public space where people are working on their laptops, like a coffee shop or, I can't think where are people other than coffee shops. Where are people using their devices remotely? Um, maybe in um, public spaces. Yeah, coffee shops for sure. But you know, uh, what bookstores? The few that are left. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, but the. But yeah, I mean that's that's where they gather. So hackers will figure out. Well, a lot of people gather in this space where it'd be a bookshop or a restaurant that people will hang out and use Wi-Fi, and they'll just sit and they can just tap into these devices and steal information. Yeah. So, But, but there's a way to, to get around it, though, which is the biggest thing is for you, and I, I still can't believe in this day and age that you have people that don't password protect their screens. And the best way to password protect your screen on both Android and iPhones are the, the face identity. Because Apple, you know, you can do your, your face identity. And the other way is like with your fingerprint, where you put your fingerprint. But I know people who have smartphones and they never password protect them. So it just opens them mm-hmm. up to criminal activity. And then the other thing that's a weak form of passwords is, and I hope you don't do this with your Android, where you can draw your... You know what I mean? Where you can draw the line on your Android screen in order in order to unlock your phone. That's mm-hmm, kind of yeah. one of the weakest password protections out there. So oh, wow. obviously, experts are recommending that you switch from that to either using the the fingerprint on your phone or using facial recognition. But 
in this day and age, I think everybody needs to put a password on their tablets, on their phones, and even on their computers, especially if they're out in public quite a bit, uh, to make sure that criminals aren't getting access to personal information. The other thing, and I didn't think of, of mentioning, mentioning this to you, but, uh, you know, there's a, a problem right now with uh, people getting scammed uh, thinking they're dealing with the IRS. Oh, yeah, we are in that season. Yeah, we're, we're in that season. Um, so I'm going to post on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. There's a, a, a page from irs.gov that talks about tax scams and consumer alerts. But, I mean, they even talk about uh, fake uh, W-2 forms um, and, and some other things. So I'm going to post that. And I don't know why I didn't think, well, I probably thought April, but, you know, you would probably, by the time you get on in April, I think um, our, our filing date deadline will have passed. So I, did, I just wanted to oh, get yeah, that out definitely. there. I, yeah, I recommend that, you know, definitely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, 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 it was kind of funny on the whole screen hacking thing because I'm like, here I am telling people that uh, criminals can't get into your devices, but. You know, they cyber mm-hmm. criminals are always finding new ways to trick people and getting into stuff. So it's 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 you know, cybercrime is one of those ever evolving industries out there that everyone needs to be on their P's and Q's as far as making sure they keep their devices safe. Right, exactly. Um, and I, you were talking, for example, about changing routers. What about other types of devices? Are there, are there like cycles in terms of things that you should update or, or change different other advice, uh, devices that you recommend changing, you know, ever so often? Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. So just to uh, dismiss the myth about a lot of devices, let's start off with smartphones. So, yeah, smartphones normally you can keep probably up to five years before you can't download the latest update on your iPhone and your Android phone. And that's a bummer because these devices could actually last up to 10 years. But, you know, there's planned obsolescence, and that is sometimes what makes devices unusable as into their fullest capacity. Because, I mean, if you had an old iPhone, you could still use it uh, like as a, uh, a music player. Like you could probably stream Pandora on the device or stream Spotify. So, you know, you could keep it off service for probably up to 10 years. Cause I know I used to use an old iPhone uh, as lullaby music for the boys when they were younger. Um, same thing with tablets. Tablets can last anywhere up to five or six years. And I think you can get a little bit longer life out of your tablet because if you just designated it, as an e-reader, like if you were to download the Kindle app on your Android tablet or on your iPad, then it, you could get longer life out of that because companies like Pandora, like Spotify, and even like Amazon are kind of cognizant that people are using these devices just as streaming stuff. So they they won't always make you have the latest and greatest updates for your devices in order to get those apps to work. So, I mean, yeah, just keep that in mind that you don't necessarily have to throw out that old iPhone after five years or that old iPad or Android tablet 
after a five-year period, you can use it as a, a secondary device for different things. Um, like I know, for example, I've got an older iPad, and with me speaking, I'll use it as a timer uh, to kind of let me know how much time I have left when I'm speaking. Um, mm-hmm. But then you can also use it as a oh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you can use it to store recipes, a lot of the recipe mm-hmm. apps. Uh, like all, and there, there's all recipes, and I forget the other ones out there. They're not cutting edge either, as far as making sure that you have to use the latest and greatest operating system in order to use those apps. As long as you've got Wi-Fi in your home, you could use an old iPhone or an old iPad um, as like a recipe keeper. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, think about it. If you, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, if you're in the kitchen. I mean, the last thing mm-hmm. you want to do is ruin a book. You know, it's, right. if you have an iPad, you can just you get some tomato paste on it or whatever. You can wipe it down and just keep rolling, you know. And sometimes yeah. it's easier to read with one of those rather than ruining, re- ruining recipe cards. And the other thing you can do, too, uh, with, like, say, in the kitchen, you could um, scan in old recipes so that you can just pull them up on your iPad. So, I mean – it, it's not like these devices have to go away immediately after five year period. You can use them in a lower lower function. Um, of course, you can always give them the relatives too. But about computers, it used to be you could keep a computer for about ten years, but now mm-hmm. um, probably ten goes away in twenty twenty five. Then. You, you're oh, probably really? going to be only limited. Oh, yeah, support for Windows 10 ends in 2025. So there's, what, only two years left of full oh, support? I know, yeah. right? Um, but with Windows so, 11, Microsoft has made it so that you have to have a newer computer to run Windows 11. And Apple does the same thing. Most Mac devices, like as in far as computers are concerned, you could probably get realistically maybe five to six years out of those devices, and then Apple kind of makes them obsolete. You know, it's kind of. I bad. really hate. I really hate artificial. Um, <laughs> I guess I, misdirection. I guess I would say, like for example, when they they say, "Oh, well, you know, you can have un, unlimited." Uh, um, I guess time or gigs or whatever on your your phone, but if you go past two point two, then you know you can still use your phone, but then they're going to throttle you back down. So connection will be slower and all kind of stuff, and it's a way to make you you know purchase something more, basically. Right. So, right. Yeah. Now, in defense of what we talked about last year, as far as the whole three G technology being obsolete, I mm-hmm. kind of agree with that because. People are using their smartphones in a different way. So, I mean, why keep up those old 3G towers when most people are wanting faster speeds with 5G anyway? And Mm -hmm. so when it's, like, outdated technology, like, by 20 years, I'm okay with that. But, you know, for devices to go bad, like, after, you know, four or five years, I mean, that's, you know, that's really a problem. And, you know, the other thing that's starting to become a problem, too, as far as obsolescence, Smart TVs. Oh, really? Yeah, not necessarily the technology of a smart TV, but you have to Mm -hmm. think of a smart TV almost being equivalent to, like, a a tablet 
on steroids because you have apps that you have to download onto your smart TV to either watch live TV or the stream TV services. And companies like Samsung, Sony, and um, I'm trying to think of some other brands out there, um, Roku, they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they make some of those devices obsolete. So I know the biggest thing that people talk about, and I wrote a blog post about it, was, you know, I think Discovery Plus is the latest streaming service out there, along with Paramount Plus, right? So if you've got mm-hmm. an older smart TV, you may not be able to go to the app store and download those apps onto your TV because the TV manufacturer has stopped supporting those TVs. We so are going to take a quick a... break. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, Gordon, take a quick break, and then we can come back and talk about the the smart TV obsolescence, because I think a lot of people need to know about this. Okay, and I do have another question about computers, too. So we're going to talk with more Burton on this Tech Thursday when we get back. This is G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. And join us when we come back. <laughs> Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. Before we get to the smart TVs, um, I, I wanted to ask you about the computers. I was talking, we were having a um, team meeting at work, and someone was talking about replacing their computer keypad. And I wanted to find what? out from you, is that a thing? Um, what? Replacing, yeah, replacing the computer keypad. And then someone else said they actually got an external keypad that they hooked up to their computer. And I guess because their keypad, was they, well, one of them had a, a cat that did something to their keypad. But anyway, oh, so yeah. I wanted to ask you, is it worth it to replace a computer keypad or, or and I don't know how you would do that. Or do you just go and buy another computer? Um, or computer do you key, get an external on, keypad? Well, depending on the brand of the computer, replacing the keyboard on it is uh, fairly inexpensive. Like a computer keypad can or keyboard can r- range in price from uh, anywhere from like twelve to like two dollars. Uh, but the challenge is is getting the laptop apart in order to put the keypad on which is normally like I would say a $200 investment. Now, if you're a Mac mm-hmm. user, then that's going to be a, an attractive feature because um, you don't want to drop another $1,200 on a Mac. For Windows users, it may be somewhat of a challenge because Windows computers uh, and laptops start around $500 and go up in price. So in my opinion, mm-hmm. it would be better 
a, a quick fix would be to plug in an external keyboard and use it with your laptop. That's not a problem. But if you're someone who's on the go all the time and needs the mm-hmm. power of a laptop, it's better just to go ahead and make the investment and have the keyboard replaced. Okay. Because I'm thinking about what you're talking about in terms of coming up on Windows 11 in less than two years. And then, um, so I was like, well, okay, if I could just let my computer last for, uh, until, you know, for another couple of years before getting a new computer, then, you know, what, what kind of things I can do? Because I do have a keypad on a five-year-old computer that I'm now having trouble with, you know, one key broken half, oh, another yeah. key. It got stuck, yeah. and another key that, that you know has come. Um, the top has come off, and all kind of stuff. Yeah, you, know? you need to just get a. You need to go to Walmart and get a USB keyboard and plug it into that into the laptop. Okay. Now, do, are you using oh. it at home, or are you going? Are you on the road with it? No, no. Well, I have a, a Surface now that I, I if I go anywhere, I take it because the other one is oh, okay, I got you. large. Um, the, okay. the, it's, the, yeah, you, it's the ACES that I'm having those issues with. And so, yeah, go get you a $20 keyboard at Walmart and plug it into the USB port and you'll be fine. Though with the okay. age of that laptop, with the age of that laptop, you definitely don't want to um, spend the money on replacing the built-in keypad. It's not worth it. If it were like okay. one or two years old, then yeah, I would definitely spend the money to replace it. But with it being that old, um, it's the, the it's not worth it, and then also too, you may not even be able to find a replacement keypad for that Acer because they move mm-hmm. through model numbers. They'll keep the parts for a few years, and then after that, they're done. So yeah, and this is an Acer, not an Acer, which but I know which one. Yeah, but um, yeah. okay. So let's go back and talk about the TVs. Smart. Yeah. So real TVs. quickly, yeah, smart TVs have operating systems like computers, and. Um, at certain points, they just don't support them anymore. And so some people are feel like, well, I've got a smart TV. I can't get Discover Plus or whatever the current app I want to use on my TV to stream, um, to stream shows and movies. Um, but one of the best things that you can do for a smart TV that's reached its end of life is to go out and get either like a Google Chromecast or an Apple TV or even a Roku stick, which is probably the cheapest out of the bunch, and attach mm-hmm. one of those to your smart TV and give it a new life. Other things that can happen with smart TVs is that the Wi-Fi can go out in your smart TV. But if you get like, a, you know, same thing, if you get an Apple TV, a Roku stick, a Google Chromecast, or what's the other, Amazon Fire Stick, then it'll give mm-hmm. your old smart TV new life. Yeah, I think that may have been what happened to one of the TVs that, my husband uses quite often, and it was—it's actually, I think, the newest TV we have in the house, but um, or one of the newer ones. But um, we ended up having to get, you know, one of the cable boxes, uh, right? Because we were using the internet TV on it, but right. that wouldn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So that must have been what happened: is that the Wi-Fi went out on it. You know, another problem so, that's starting to happen with people, too, is with their cable company. You know how sometimes they'll require you to get the cable box in order mm-hmm. to watch specific shows? Sometimes, right. and this happened to one of our customers, the smart TV is in a place where they can't run the coax cable to the TV. So sometimes the only solution is to download the app from your cable provider. Because I know 
with Google, they got away with all of their boxes and you stream TV through uh, YouTube TV. Uh, with Spectrum, mm-hmm. who's another provider in our area, if they can't run the cable box to your TV, then you have to download the Spectrum app onto your smart TV. And if you have another right. TV, you're not going to be able to do it. So that's why it's important for people to understand that, yes, you may have a smart TV that's obsolete, but if you get like a Roku device or a um, Fire Stick or a, Google, or a Google Chromecast, then that'll give new life to your old TV. So keep that well, in that's mind. That's a thought. Now, and I, that's going to be a discussion for another day or, or off here because I, I'm, I've seen these devices. I know nothing about these devices in terms of, of how they work or are supposed to work and do you need and whether or not you need a subscription you know, for these devices and stuff. So, for which which one, the Google Chromecast or any of the, um, in, any, any of them, Roku, you know, yeah, Google. No, Chrome you don't Cast. need. A, you don't. No, you don't need a subscription. Now they'll make you set up an account, but it's mm-hmm. all free. Um, but once mm-hmm. you plug it in, then you can have access to Netflix and all that other stuff. But you do have to have accounts with your streaming service. So, like, if you plugged in a Roku to your old smart TV and wanted to connect back up to Netflix or Disney Plus, then you just put the credentials in for that account, and then you're able to start streaming again. Can't so you, no in, in some required. cases, okay. I was going to say, can't you, in some cases, I know this doesn't work for everything, but get an antenna because they've kind of, antennas have kind of evolved some, right? Right. So you can get a digital antenna if you want to watch live TV, that's being broadcast mm-hmm. over the air, but it's not going right. to allow you to like connect to Netflix and stuff like that. Because I know some people will use a digital antenna because we use a digital antenna if we want to watch live TV, which is, you know, few and far between. I think the last time we watched live TV was for the Super Bowl. But, you know, we're mm. a streaming family, so most of, the, most of the time we're just using our smart TVs to stream stuff. So Okay. All right. So, Burton, thanks. <laughs> We're about at the end. Um, I know one question I, I probably, and I wanted to do it this show, but maybe we can do it a little bit next month, and that was talk about uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about for people planning their um, their vacations, maybe some, some tech advice for that. Um, people also planning weddings and special events. If there's any tips right. for that, um, because you know, oh, yeah, it's big wedding months. <laughs> you know? That's true. Um, and then uh, just you know, we got spring break, we got summer vacation, so there's got to be some travel tech. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, have a blessed day, Burton. Thanks. No problem. Thank you, and uh, get some sleep. I think that's the theme of the month, right? Get some sleep. Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, get some rest, and please remember all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs>